Welcome to the What's Your Ceiling podcast. We're your hosts, Monty Wyatt and Paul Szczynski. Wherever you are in life, there is a higher ceiling. This podcast is how you become aware of it and how to take action to push through it. I'm Monty Wyatt, best-selling author of Pulling Profits Out of a Hat and CEO of Adding Zeros Executive Development. I grew up on a family farm in Iowa and have gone from sowing corn to sowing seeds of success throughout the world, leading, managing, and training teams. With me is Paul Szczynski, entrepreneur and investor who also grew up on a family farm here in Iowa. We believe every organization and person can be intentional in how they lead, influence, and manage their lives and businesses. What's Your Ceiling is for professionals, managers, executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to achieve more in their health, family, and business by breaking through their ceiling. Every episode will give you real-world, easy-to-implement solutions so that you can be more aware and take action to reach new heights. It's time to discover your ceiling. Welcome to the What's Your Ceiling podcast, and where we talk about your health, your family, your business. I'm Monty Wyatt. I'm Paul Szczynski. And we have the honor uh, today to have a executive member from Nebraska Furniture Mart joining us. And we have Amy Myers, really, really appreciate you joining us. We're here in Omaha at the Berkshire Hathaway Shareholder Annual Meeting. And so we're having a good time getting to see all the different companies and, and just want to have some good conversation. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's a, it's a weekend that I uh, come over here on an annual trip. So I really enjoy coming over to Omaha and seeing Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger speak. And it's, it's a wonderful weekend and I'm glad to be a part of it this weekend again. Yeah, it's just fun to see the different companies and how all of them think differently and how they're behaving and how well they're doing. Yeah, it's a, it's a perfect example of getting uh, people from all over the world that are uh, that are achievers, leaders, and they all come here to Omaha. And I think you probably will be able to enlighten us on how that affects your community because I think it's it's a wonderful thing. And I think anybody that uh, has shares at Berkshire definitely should be coming to this meeting. It's a great weekend. Yeah, we, we've walked through a little rain and there's a ton of people outside walking down the street yeah. and it's just fun to see. So It is. And we're excited. And uh, the meeting's tomorrow. This is Friday, uh, May 5th. And uh, we're excited to be able to do our podcast live from Omaha, Nebraska. Absolutely. Absolutely. We always start our show off with a with a topic. And you know, based on this weekend and what's going on here, we wanted to have the topic of growth through leadership. And so, Amy, I'm going to have you go first. When you hear the phrase growth through leadership, what, what comes to mind to you? You know, I think it just is, it helps you think about um, how you lead within the organization and how you take an organization to the next level. So when you guys sent that, that was where my mind went is, um, you know, your responsibility in an organization um, to kind of push the growth through your vision and leadership and I like that. Thanks. Push through your vision. I, yeah. I like that too. Yeah. Paul, how about you? You know, I, I think uh, growth through leadership, it, 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 take, it, it is. It's a leader with a vision, I think, with core values. Uh, you have a mission, and you bring that together with the leader, and it leads people. And uh, when you get a group of people, it is all about leadership. When things get completed, it's, it's with leadership and growth. In that leadership is people want to find out how can we be a leader and uh, and how that growth uh, how to do that growth and that's what we're about with uh, you know what you're seeing going through different ceilings achieving different things and that's done through being a leader and growing 
You know, when I, when I think of growth through leadership, I think there's two components. There's leading people and then there's leading the organization because mm-hmm. there, there's two different aspects of it. And you do have to grow through leading people. And as a leader, you've got to develop more leaders. Uh-huh. And the only way to grow a business is by developing more leaders and not just developing uh, a, followers. A great point because that's exactly where you get your growth from. Yeah. You, you got to have more leaders, leaders, grow that company because you can't do it yourself. And it's about people. It's about a team of people, and that's what it takes. That's exactly good point. And oftentimes, the ceiling of a business is the people. And so in order to grow an organization, you have to grow the people so the business can grow. And sometimes the business can outgrow the people, too, that are yes. in it. And so you've got to make sure that you're continually developing the people that are in your organization so that they can manage to the next level. Our CEO, Tony Bold, gave, um, gave me a book for Christmas, which is a quote a day. And today's quote, so I went in and read it. And it's like business and leadership was Warren Bennis. And it was underperforming companies are overmanaged and underled. Yes. So that was a great one. I, I like that. Un- underled, you know, to me, a big key of leadership is communication and be able to cast that direction and excitement for the future. If, if I'm a... I always say that leadership and management are two different things. Leadership is a is a behavior. Management is a role. And you've got to be able to cast that vision so people want to be a part of it. And we can manage all day long, but that may not grow your company. So, and people have to understand it. Yeah. Yeah. We spend a lot of time at NFM focused on the internal message and actually... CEO Tony does a video podcast. Um, part of that is him just, you know, it's a different way of communicating the message of where we're going and what the vision is. And we just, we just take the most recent one yesterday. Um, so we have a lot of different things. There's videos, but um, that's another way people can kind of listen and hear the story and we play it. That, that's, that's really cool. Now, NFM is, is Nebraska Furniture Mart, and you have training on it. Do you have, how often do you train? Is it weekly or how does that work? It depends on the part of the organization. I mean, there's there's some training. Is that what yes, you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Depends on the the. Some are doing daily different types of training. We have corporate leadership training that people we have self directed. You can go in every single day and and you know learn and train. And then there's classes. So uh, it's a big investment and focus in the culture. The it is for sure. So a lot of uh, your training is about the culture. About yes. Building that. Yes. Because uh, I know a lot of my business, we, our, our thing is is uh, it's about your health first, your family, and then your business. And if you can bring them all three together and meet those goals is what we're about. And it sounds like that's kind of a lot of what you do. Yeah. I mean, for us, the it's like culture first. And we think okay. that's like critical to both keeping it, you know, making sure that our employees are happy and understand the direction we're going and then what that turns into from a business perspective. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's the culture of customer first. Um, it's, we all go through this training um, on servicing the customer. It doesn't matter. You know, every, everyone goes through, it doesn't matter what role you're in. You go through this um, training on, on how we treat our customers and, and um, you know, the, the company core values, mm-hmm. um, trust, you know, but there's just a lot of kind of key components that we think, we think culture is probably the most important thing for a company. That's good. That is good. Okay. Awesome. So how do you onboard a new, a new, what do you look for for a new hiring somebody? And what are those uh, key things of quality of people that you want to join your team? It's a, that's a really good question. And we actually talk about it a lot. We talk about, um, you know, how you interview for your culture and, and, what to look for. And, and when we onboard, actually, everybody spends an entire, the entire first day you spend, everyone goes through the exact same training. So they're, they're off with HR. HR runs it the same way. It's 
company history. So different people come in throughout the day, but it's company history. It is uh, kind of what we stand for, who we are, what's important to us. And that's that's it. That's the entire first day. I thought when I came in, I was like, oh, it's going to be benefits. <laughs> no, that's not on the agenda at all. It's really, you know, someone comes in and talks about, um, you know, the history with Mrs. B and how the company was founded and, and you know, different people. The leadership team rotates through and, and talks through what's important in the company and, um, you know, initiatives and things like that. But it's very much just an, an opening of this is who we are. And that's everybody's first 24 hours. Um, wow. Eight hours, 20, you know, first first day with the company, so it's it's that's it's great. It's it's a really good consistency. T- tell us about that that leadership philosophy that that you drive, the executive team drives, Tony drives that you want everyone to live by. Because I think again, everyone in a company can and should be a leader. And so, tell us about that philosophy of what you expect from people as a leader. You know, I mean, a big thing is the integrity. It started with Mrs. B um, with you know telling the truth. And um, so that, that, but it's, it's, it's really all of our core values that we, it's hanging up in everyone's office that we talk through constantly. There's a lot of just also communication to make sure people understand the direction that we're going. So, and we like to communicate in a lot of different ways. And the entire company does a take 10 every day. We call it take 10. Every single person in the company, there's 10 minutes where you read through um, the, the same message and it's, it's different things that we want people to know different days, but that's a lot of investment for a company to do, to take 10 minutes out of every everybody in the warehouse, everybody on the sales floor, everybody in the executive team, all of us um, attend a different take 10. So it's a it's a group setting of take 10? Yeah, they're different groups in the company. It's the same message. So it's like published uh, on a corporate board, but, and people have it because, you know, if you're a third shift warehouse, your, your time's going to be different than if you're, you know, on the sales floor because we've got to get it in before if you're versus if you were, um, you know, a social media team. So everybody does it at the different time, but they get together in groups and somebody usually reads it and it's birthdays, it's anniversaries. And it's, it's a couple of key things to know what's going on in the business. And sometimes there may be a safety message in there, but it's, it's that moment you kind of all get together every single day and are like, okay, this is us today. This that, is that is a about. wonderful leadership quality of making yes. sure you're telling people to pause and you're sharing what the important things are. Yes. That's and exactly. taking a pause for 10 together. minutes to do that. Yeah. Very few companies do that. I think that's, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. It's, there's a real consistency to it. And um, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's one of Tony's initiatives. And who leads those meetings? Is it just anybody can read it or do they have certain. Everybody does it different, uh, differently. So like part of my team, I, I've, because I, I step into different ones because people do it differently. They sign up. So it's a volunteer. So whoever really? you know wants to, there's a sign up sheet and then they're the one taking lead that day. Other times, I think it's always the manager um, leading in, in some of the different teams. So it's it just based on who they are. But, and that's, you know, that's kind of the other thing is people have some ability to influence that and what works for their team. Uh, but it's, it's a, it's a big part of the culture. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, you're, you're talking about the National or Nebraska Furniture Park, and you're talking about uh, Mrs. B. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us a little bit about her and, and what she means to uh, your company? Yeah, so she was the founder of, of Nebraska Furniture Mart, and she was a Russian immigrant. Um, 1937 was opened the first store in the basement of her husband's pawn shop and, and started selling, and she, you know, she was... It's something we talk about her, her pictures all over the, the, you know, behind the scenes, even in board as well in the company, because we're just, I think, very inspired by that story of someone just, you know, starting, you know, from the bootstraps and, and right. building something and 
I mean, one of my favorite personal quotes was was from her, which was, um, I, it was like, I've got nothing but ambition, which I, I nothing but ambition. Yeah, yeah, that's what it, it it's. She likes to get that drive in there. Yeah, she? she was ambitious, and she's like, that's what I got. I got ambition. And now, it, it, does she still show up at the... She's passed away. She passed away. Yeah. It wasn't, what, just a few years ago, right? Um, I saw Warren and her at one time in a commercial. Yes, and actually, we, we still, like, we, we do um, International Women's Month, which is in her honor, really, which is in right. March, and we'll run some historical footage of, yeah, because um, yeah, yeah. ultimately, she sold the business, uh, 80% of the business to a board, uh, Berkshire right. Hathaway, and that's kind of a famous story, because it was done on a handshake, and, you know, yeah. there was, he, he had tried for a while to buy it, and then, you know, finally, um, they came to an agreement and, and, you know, he trusted her and he had the, the trust in how she ran her business and her integrity, um, which is why that's so core to who we are today. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fascinating story. And to think of, think about female immigrant in, right. in 1937 starting a business is just, and in the beginning, nobody would sell to her. Like the manufacturers wouldn't sell to her. I mean, I mean, she had to go figure out how to get product and, and you know, getting her financing in order. They, they she couldn't, you know, get, couldn't get the financing. And then there were, the laws were different back then when they were um, on, on other retailers were like suing her, saying her prices were too low. And she went to court and showed her invoices and said, I, I take 10% on top of that. And she ended up winning and the laws ended up being changed at, at, at some point. And the, there's kind of famous story that the judge who she won that lawsuit ended up coming to her the next day and buying carpet. <laughs> he had sold, she, had, she had sold them that she had the best prices. And um, yeah, but it, it really, that story is such, it's, it's important for our customers to understand that that's why we're the lowest price. We're the lowest price because we know that company history 86 years ago when this was founded. And, and we, it's not just a campaign at some time. It's like who we are. And then our employees know the stories and we know, and the, we make sure the customers as well. So this, this is a perfect example of building a foundation. And yeah. all, you know, you build that strong foundation. And as you scale, you bring on great people to keep that foundation strong. Because a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll go, grow so fast and overlook the culture, mm-hmm. look, overlook the leadership. And all of a sudden, you got the wrong people on the bus and the wrong seats. And that, and For the wrong were, reasons. Right. And it collapses. Yeah. yeah. They forgot. And you guys have been in business now for how long? 86 years this year. 86 years. Yeah. Perfect example. So the Build ch- a foundation and growing because you're in several locations now. Yeah. We are. So we've got um, Omaha. We've grown to Kansas City, which is now 20 years this year, um, and Texas, and Dallas. And Des Moines? Yes, we do. We do have a store in Des Moines. And so our two chairmen are are Mrs. B's grandsons. Okay. And are they pretty active? Oh yeah, every single day. Oh. <laughs> we do, we start yeah. the day every single day. We start that we call our power hour. We yeah. do a, a, our leadership team gets together at eight thirty every single morning, and we do a sometimes it's a five minute meeting, um, sometimes it's an hour meeting, depending on um, what if there's any issues we need to deal with. And Irvin and Ron are on that call, and Tony's on that call, and. Um, it's just a quick touch base for us to say anything happened yesterday we need to communicate on, you know, anything going on. You know, we've got our chief logistics on the phone, we have HR, we've got myself. So, you know, I'm always watching, you know, reputation and what's going on with, with right. customers. And we've got our, our sales leaders on. So yeah, that that kicks us off. So, yeah, they're they're in it every day. You know, Amy, what that is really cool. So you do this every day, yes. whether it be five minutes or an hour. Mm-hmm. You get briefed on each department, wins, losses, and moving forward to move the needle. Yep. And sometimes yeah. someone will say, hey, this happened, and you don't even realize. You're like, oh, yeah, that affects. Because another person will go, well, wait a minute. Is that 
when is that and what's that? And then you realize, oh yeah, there's something that it connects to this person I forgot or I didn't make that connection. And it's just made us really nimble. Yeah. Um, and that gets back to communication. Yep. Communication. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Monty teaches that, um, you know, every every business is it's about communication and having clarity in that communication. And you guys do it every day. Every day. And I, I find a lot of and I find During more COVID, more. it was seven days a week. <laughs> yeah, I bet it was. We were getting you know, Saturday, Sunday morning, too. Saturday. But, yeah. You know, to, to return back to growth through leadership, that's exactly what leadership does. People say, well, we don't need to communicate every day. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. It, it brings the team together. It helps make us make faster decisions yes. or more nimble. Yes. And we build a stronger team because of it. Tell us how close your team is because of that interaction every day. It's, you know, and we, we actually talk about that because if you add up the time that you spend together, even in those five minutes or if it's an hour, suddenly over a year, even though, you know, our head of our Texas stores in Texas, I mean, I've spent a lot of time with him and, and I feel the, the comfort level of calling and saying, hey, we're texting, this is going on, we should probably jump on this. It just, it just comes from those hours and hours that you just put together. And, and, and you've got to kind of let it happen when it is five minutes. It's like, all right, this is good today. You, gotta, yep. you, know, you let those days and you don't yep. let that distract you. How has that helped with accountability between the teams? It's, uh, I think the accountability was already strong, but between the teams is probably the, the key that you're talking about. Because again, those points that even today, someone will bring something up and, and we will realize a connection. Like, oh, no, I heard this coming through this way. And, and, and you know, we'll, oh, that happened because of this. And we didn't, hadn't made that connection. And it's just, just makes us really, there's a lot of clarity. Everyone's hearing the same message because we all started the day um, as a leadership team communicating about everything. So there's no surprises. Generally, you, you hear the same thing for the rest of the team and, um, and we move quickly. Yeah, that, that's it. You yeah. took a surprise out of it. You're not getting thrown a curveball because you waited three days to resolve a problem yeah. that could have been resolved. So it doesn't fester into something that it shouldn't. Right. So you're communicating. Yeah. And so that, that's interesting to be a big company like that, to do that every day. Um, I don't know. If, uh, you know, you guys are... How many, employ- first how many do you guys employ at this point? Oh, I think we're probably 5,000. 5,000? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And this group is... This is our senior leadership team, so there's probably... 24 of those 25 is similar. Okay. But it's, I've never been in a place that, yeah, that's that kind of time and yeah, that, commitment that, to communication. That, that's a lot of uh, salary sitting on the call yeah. for an hour, but think about the benefit that that's uh, creating. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that when I say there's leading people and there's leading the organization, that's leading the organization. Alignment is so critical. And, and that sounds like a great activity to create the alignment that the team needs every day. And then it gets passed throughout the rest of the organization. So you get the right message going. It does. So, yeah, it yeah. does. And that culture builds family. And you're like your second family is when you have that group of people on that regular basis. And, and I think a lot of people out there, you've got to realize you have to be training. You have to be communicating. And, and we got a large company like that. And really, it's, it's probably more important at that stage, even than a smaller company, to build that culture throughout the different states that you're involved with. And to keep that going. It takes a lot. Yeah. It, it does take a lot. Yeah. And, and so tell us a little bit about how you went through COVID and you probably, actually COVID may have been good numbers, I would guess, in sales. Yeah. COVID, I mean, people, the stores were closed. So, I mean, that that was difficult. We, we oh, are a, okay. you know, certainly an experiential shopping experience. Um, so we were closed for between six and eight weeks uh, 
depending on the location. But then once we opened back up, I mean, people had a lot of needs. Yeah, they had a lot of home needs for home. They mm-hmm. needed freezers to hold things, and they needed um, desks, and they they were doing their home offices. So, um, yeah, that was it was outside of the closing. That's a good business year, and uh, but it, it you know it, it created some momentum that you know we still have to this day. And actually, that daily call started during COVID, and then we realized how fantastic it was and so we we just kept it going so which i believe at some point yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it was we we moved so quickly and every day we're like we if we could if we can maintain this what your ceiling yeah it kind of pushes your ceiling because suddenly you're you're not waiting for a monthly meeting or you know scheduling time you're just like you're you're going so it definitely helped us um, push through absolutely absolutely let's uh let's talk about What's the influence of Berkshire Hathaway to Nebraska Furniture Mart, and what does this weekend mean and, and look like for for the team? It's such a, and I'm not from Omaha, so I got to experience it kind of coming in, you know, outside of of, of Omaha. But it is, it's a chance that that you know everyone comes together, and I think, like you said, if, if you haven't been, I, I even tell our, our vendors, I'm like, you, you've you've got to come in and experience if you really want to understand. Um, but even for the store, so we do a huge picnic. Um, that'll be Saturday night for the shareholders and we have music and we do it outside of the store. And, um, you know, some of our different vendors come in, like Traeger comes in and, and you know, helps us with food and, and then people shop also, which is, is nice. They you know, are here from all over and they will um, come to the store and uh, we've got our booth at the CHI center, which is where the meeting is. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big thing for, for NFM. It's a big thing for Omaha in general. It's, I, I mean, I think I've heard that, that there's like, no hotel rooms at some point. So you guys, you guys did well. <laughs> Nailing this. Well, we had to get this place in November. <laughs> did you? <laughs> and we had to pay for it November 1st. <laughs> I was surprised. I was like, wow, I've never seen it by that close. <laughs> Good job. We like to brag and say we're Well, we had to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's all good. So, yeah, this is a great weekend. If you, if anybody to come over and experience this is, is we stepped in a, a uh, earlier today. We stopped off, uh, listened to an investment group here in town, and, and one of the guys was Ray Cole spoke up and Ray Cole's been on our podcast and he was talking about Greg Abel and heir apparent to possibly take it over Warren and, and Charlie's position maybe someday. And uh, it was a nice little plug for Des Moines, Iowa. And, uh, but they're just great, wonderful people this weekend. I'm sure you yeah. just meet them all the time. But, yeah, it is. And they're very appreciative. And they're in a, they're in a great mood. They're yeah. excited. Yeah. They're, they want to yes. hear They're you know, inspired generally. So yeah, it's a great vibe. It is. Sure. It really is. And, uh, so, you know, I, I think, and of course, you're around a lot of leaders, a lot of thought, you know, thought, grow, thinkers, the whole thing this weekend, and you get meet people from different parts of the world, and uh, like I say, I got to talk to Todd Combs last Friday, who's the Berkshire Hathaway investment manager, which was um, amazing, and that was, that's a, it's a nice relationship that they give us that time. Yeah. Because then if I mess a podcast, I am Paul, and he came on that, so that was really exciting, and I... If you want to hear something, he'll make you feel like you don't work at all. The amount of hours that man works. <laughs> yeah, because right now he's CEO of Geico and, um, you know, still a, uh, one of the managing investment managers. It's and that, who's, what's his name now? Todd Combs. Todd Combs. Yes. Then you got Greg Abel, and then you got Sahid. Uh, he's also... Ajit. Ajit. Oh, Ted Weschler's also the other investment okay. manager. Right. All yeah. wonderful guys from what I've seen. They'll smart, be there tomorrow morning. Yeah. At the conference and uh, 
I'm looking forward to that. You yeah, bet. That's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, tell us uh, a little about, you're the Chief Marketing Officer. Yes. And I, I want to talk a little bit about how important marketing is. And maybe even start off as you see marketing in general. What does marketing mean to you as far as how would you define marketing? Because we a lot of our achievers out there, business owners, executives, uh-huh. and marketing is so important. But a lot of people are confused a little bit of how can they maximize marketing and what is it really? So tell us from your perspective. Well, and I think it's this is a real debate we have oh yeah so marketing or sales but so i want to hear your opinion oh well i think everyone in sales thinks they know marketing (laughs) (laughs) guaranteed i don't think i've ever met a head of sales that didn't say they know marketing Um, but i mean i i really believe that like the cmo role is one of the most difficult from a breadth of knowledge that you have to have not 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 from the I mean, there, there's a lot of C-level roles that, that have a have a responsibility. But I mean, in a marketing organization, I mean, you're everything from the technical, digital, you know, how to drive traffic online and understanding the omni-channel to font and color and, you know, creative and brand and message and the breadth of expertise that you have to have. And to be able to, it, it just requires, it requires left brain, right brain, it also requires being able to hire well because there's just, it's the, I, to me, it's one of the few roles where you absolutely cannot be an expert in, in, in all of these areas right. because it's too wide. So your ability to, you know, understand that and manage that and, and bring in the right talent and, and pull it together um, is, is uh, a key part of the role, I, I think. There's just such a complexity to it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that disagrees well, with what you were saying. What, you know, we talk about, you know, obviously, like you said, you talk to a salesman, um, he's talking about it's the sales guy. The marketing people talk about how the marketing is what makes it easier for the sales. So in what in yours, uh, I think personally, you guys are branded and marketed with Nebraska Furniture Store because once you hear that virtual mark, you know who you are because you branded that quality and it's there. So I think it's marketing in your situation is a real key critical to make your sales. Agreed. And where's the disagreement? <laughs> it's like the chicken no, and the it's egg. A- it, 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 anyway. That's- well, and I, and I think, I mean, marketing, I, it, it ends up, I think, representing so much because it's, it's your content. It's your story. That's what's, what's the story. Absolutely. So for NFM, it's, it's our, it's a story of the company. It's a story of what we do. It's a story of what we do for our customers. It's how you go to market. So it's, it's how you get in front of customers and, and different customer segmentation. And, and am I reaching the right customer segment for my product? I mean, it's, it's the tactical promo pricing, you know, those, those type of, and how that fits with what you're doing. It's generally an e-commerce. Um, and, you touch and, every aspect of the business and yeah, marketing because yeah. it, it really connects everything in the organization together. And as you said, it's, it's pricing. It's how do we go to market? It's positioning. It's telling our company message, story. story. It's yeah. our, it, it connects everything. So everyone has a good message. Yeah. And, and a consistent message. And a consistent message. Yeah. And without that consistent message, you have salespeople saying one thing or some people saying another thing. And it's it's about creating how do we want to be talked about? How do we want to be known? How do we want our message to go to our audience? Yeah. And who is our audience? Yeah, for sure. And actually, I mean, a lot of the sales, those are our internal customers of making sure that they've got what they need right. to you know, get in front of the customer. We, we do right now, one of our initiatives, we do customer journey audits. 
So we'll take, you know, a customer journey and we, we do a cross-functional team from different parts of the company. They're typically people that are high achievers and maybe ready for that next step. And their job is we give them a customer journey and they have to map it out and figure out what needs to be solved. Like, how do you make it frictionless? They, they solve those. They, they've got a year to do it. It's generally a year long and they come back with, you know, the list might be 12 things and they may have picked four that they can actually accomplish because at the end of the day, you have to be able to get it done, you know? And, um, you know, we, we constantly just fix customer journeys. So there's four last year, there's four this year. It's just a... I, I really want to reinforce what you just said to our achiever. It's constantly fixing. Yes. Uh, because it's never going to be completely right because you're understanding deeper your customer every single time you go through that process. And it changes. And your customers change. Yeah. And it, sometimes, you know, that we'll do an audit and realize, why are we asking them to do this paper? Well, because we used to have a process that needed it. The process changed. You don't need it anymore, but we never changed that. So you, you, it's just a, yeah, it's a very constant. So here's a question. Okay. Uh, you got a process. So how do you track your numbers? How often do you track your numbers? Our number one driver that we use probably corporate wide, actually it's pretty corporate wide is um, customer feedback. So we have a, you know, a, we call it one voice and we, get customer feedback every single day, constantly across really every touch point. So if I'm someone in customer pickup, I guarantee you, if you talk to a customer pickup, they heard their, how their numbers were yesterday on how customers. How, how do you capture that? How do yeah. they get captured? We, so we used to have a jillion different surveys all over the company. Um, actually, one of the things that I did the first year that I started is pull that all together. So, you know, we have a software that we use. And it's, it's the same across the company. The questions differ, obviously, but um, everybody has access to different portions of it. But it's, yeah, it's one brand at one voice internally. And um, and there's it's it's a place we want to celebrate. So we look for those. We, we, there's things you can fix very quickly. And we, we look for those, of course. But it's also when someone did a great job servicing a customer, we really like to celebrate those. And so Tony Bold, our CEO, goes in every day and he'll... He'll see, he can see down to an order, someone's response, and he can tag that person and say, um, you know, great job. You did great. And so, I mean, that can be a frontline salesperson that Tony reached out and said, you did good on this one. What, what percent of customers complete that on a daily basis? You know, it varies. It varies based on location and um, and different points of the customer touch point. And we also don't over survey them. So we, we have rules in there. So if you, if you answered one, we're probably not going to, even if you came back and buy, right. we're not going to annihilate you with, with, you know, survey questions. Um, but I mean, we get thousands and thousands. Of yeah. So I think that's important because yeah. it's not every customer that gives those responses every day right. and it's a segment of those customers. And so as, as the achievers out there, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's right. not going to be every person out there but it is about seeing the trends. It is. And actually, that's a really good point because we say that too, because, you know, you can, sometimes a customer will, will say, you know, well, the, you should have had the product earlier and it's, it's, it's a bad score in someone's department, but it's like, but that's okay. That's just how the customer, you know, we, we it, it's okay that it came in the wrong place or that they, you know, you're just hearing customer feedback and action steps when you can and celebrate when it was good. So the customer isn't always right because they, they don't understand our internal things. So we, exactly. we learn from it. What yeah. can we learn from a customer's perspective? Yes. And there may be things that we can change and there may not be things that we right. can change. That's, that's exactly right. And, 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 and that's okay. Yeah. You know, that's, and, and getting, getting your hand around that, that you feel okay about that is, is a little bit, but that's probably our main company-wide measurement. I mean, we've got PPIs in every department, but right. that, 
I mean, we talk, and that's one of our morning meetings. We talk about that every single day. Um, how were how were our customer feedback yesterday? Now, will you talk about your sales numbers that day? Mm -hmm. Sure. So you'll talk about yep. your sales number. You track them on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's so. that's pretty cool. Yeah. We know exactly. And so now it sounds like so you got clarity on your revenues. Everybody sees it. Yes. Okay. So you, in when I think that's a great thing that all companies need to do is they have to put that revenue um, and at the end of the month they can say why they hit it they didn't hit it and that's how you figure out to get better and that's where it comes oh. back to the leadership and the growth of the leadership is understanding those numbers and why or why not where we're at on the numbers we have it daily but then also what i think is amazing is um ron bees our, our one of our chairman does twice a year uh it's called state of the state and he goes to and does meetings talking about our business. He goes through every single solitary like corporate scorecard, explains not only reads like what it was, but the background behind it. So why do we think this one's, you know, it's it's green, yellow, or red. Wow. Like, why is this one yellow? And and he he really and he does these live. Um, he, there's some virtual versions too, but I mean he will go. He'll do a midnight at the warehouse um, because that's when that team comes in. So they'll be scheduled for that. I mean, he, I don't know even how many he does, but um, he does them personally and walks people through, you know, the, the metrics on, on a larger scale and a, and a bigger scale and really talks through the different business um, pieces. It's, it's amazing. When I, when I started, I was I'm following her four years. It's amazed to see it. And I, I, he does a great job explaining it, actually, which, you know, the ability of a, a chairman to kind of come in and, and make sure that, that everybody understands those metrics. It's really yeah, that, that gets back to that clarity and communication. I think that is really neat to hear that. And now, do you guys have, uh, so you have a leadership meeting where you train for a day throughout the year, or do you guys? No, I, we, um, we do planning. You know, so we'll we'll have certain when we're planning for the next year, we'll do a you know a couple of days that we will take ourselves you know typically off site and then really give ourselves a chance to think about it. But and we definitely do a once a month full day. But so we've got a lot of communication. We're every single morning, once a month full day, <laughs> a couple times a year off site. But it's it's important to make sure you're um, going the right direction. And those, again, are organizational leadership actions to make sure that we step out of our busy day-to-day -day yeah. and step back and say, what's really working? Right. What's not? Are we all aligned? Are we all in step? What do we focus on? What do we focus on yeah. next? Yeah, because you've got lots of individual initiatives. And, um, and you got to make sure that they're all hand-in-hand. -hand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Reprioritize. That's, that's pretty cool. Amy, you've been a great guest. Thank you. I, I appreciate <laughs> all that. You know, when you're talking about running, you know, 5,000 employees, I mean, that, that takes a lot and a lot of energy and a lot of leadership. And I think, you know, you said it, growth with leadership and you guys do that. And uh, to hear the details of how you do that and you do it daily. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool stuff. You know, maybe take it to the personal level. So you've been with Nebraska Furniture Mart for four years. Mm -hmm. How have you grown in these, in these four years to go to your next level? And because you, you've, uh, these are going through COVID, going through different things, company growth. How have you grown as an individual? Yeah, and I came in at a point when the company, the person who had been in the role um, was retiring. So I'd been with the company a long time and and um, had a very kind of traditional marketing mix. So heavily based in, in newspaper circulars and um, TV. And I was brought in to really modernize that. But what I needed to immediately recognized is, 
there had been 84 years of positive growth in the company. They'd only had one year that it was down. And so you had a company that was doing very well and in no small part due to the marketing. So the fact that it was needed to be updated is all good and well. It did, but at the same time, it had done very well for this company. So it was for me coming in and making sure that I spent, I spent six months learning the business before I ever put like a recommendation yeah. together because I'm like, I'm not derailing this very strong mm-hmm. train and I need to understand that. And, and it's hard because people are pushing you for like, tell us what you think, tell us what you think. And I, I, I wouldn't do it. And I really held off until I understood well enough. Cause I, I mean, they had done very, very well. And um, I needed to keep that train success going and then figure out on top of it, how do you start to, to modernize? That's a lot of self-control. It, it did take a lot of self-control. Thank you for saying that. It, did. it was because there's, but, but it, there was interesting because there was stuff I saw day one. Some of it went away because then I started understanding other things. And then there were a few things that I was like, oh no, I knew that day one. And now six months later, I can say it with confidence because I made sure I understood all of the, the nuances of the business before I started um, making the changes. And then, you know, I, I reorganized the department and started moving us into some different areas. I, I really love that. And I, I'm going to summarize it down to understand before you make an impact. Yes. Because that you took six months to understand the why behind it. Yep. And without understanding the why, what's driving it, how did we do this, and what impact did it have before you make any changes? Because they were in a good place. Yes. And you, did, you had to respect that. You, had, the, you have to respect yeah. where it's been. Yes. And and I think there's a lot of folks that go into a new role, and that's their first challenge. I want to make my name. I want to make my mark. And, that and you're going to blow some things up if you do that. <laughs> and you're going to blow a lot of things up without understanding yes. the why and how it's impacting it. And so, well, and I, I, I credit my leadership to, so to Tony Bolt, who allowed me to do that because we were pretty, I was pretty open in the beginning that that's the time I needed. And, and Irv and, and Ron both that, cause that was the, when I did the presentation six months later, it was to the three of them, but they allowed me to do that too. And, and recognizes that I needed to, to understand that. And before I, cause they, you know, they're looking for it too. Like, come on, let's get, but they, they gave me that time. So it was, um, it, it saved us a lot of heartache. I think cause I probably yeah. would have had a few things wrong. Yeah. For sure. Oh, that's um, fantastic. That's fantastic. You know, one of the one of the questions we we like to ask every guest is, "What do you want to be known for?" So, as you think That's about your your impact on no matter who it is you're working for, Nebraska Furniture Mart, your family, yeah. uh, your life, what do you want to be known for? That's a great question. You know, I I like to work in a way where people want me in the room, not because they have to be in the room, or be, but because they I add value and and it it helps them. And it it's, um, helps helps them feel like they can be their best self. Um, and I, I really try to work in a way where I am wanted in the room, whether it's it's from colleagues or people that work for me or different parts of the organization. I want to have that kind of impact on people. That's wonderful. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Paul, what were a couple of takeaways that you uh, you gained from our conversation? Well, today? obviously, I, I love the fact that you guys build culture. And you also plan and you, you track every day. You know, it isn't like you take a day off. And um, and as you mentioned just a little bit ago, I think um, sometimes it's best to step back and, and get your arms around uh, where you're going before you jump in and start start throwing arrows. Yeah. And so you can make that throwing arrows. Yeah. And you can make the you can make the right. I think by doing that, it really helps uh, to integrate into a new company like you did. I think that's a great, uh, you know, that's a great great compliment for you 
to be able to do something like that and be able, that awareness is what I'm looking for. Yeah. That awareness to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that too. And I, I want to reinforce the growing through leadership of consistent activities in the organization. As you said, the, the daily power hour and mm-hmm. in five minutes or 60 minutes, whatever it is, we do it daily. We have the take 10 every day that every employee gets a, a brief update on what's going on. And I think those are leadership things that we've got to say, it's okay to take 10 minutes. Yeah. It, it's the world is it not is a big investment. It, right. it, it, the world isn't going to stop in 10 minutes. No. The world, and, and actually we're going to be better in 10 minutes because we shared these things and it's okay to yeah. do that. So I, I love to hear those leadership things. I love to hear the numbers. I love to hear the number one driver is customer, mm-hmm. the customer focus. And uh, so I think that's a measurement that is powerful for everyone. So thank you so much for joining Thanks us. Thanks for today. inviting me. Yes, it's, great. it's a great conversation. And, yes. and again, we're here in Omaha at the Berkshire Hathaway shareholder meeting. And it's just uh, been fun just interacting with the different organizations and we went to the big ballroom and every organization had uh had a different set a lot of big booths i'll call them and booth you probably saw is, booth. Yeah, yeah, we saw, it, yeah, that sounds too small it's, right it's, it's booth is too small it was a whole store it's like I mean, a mall it, it, is, yeah. it is it's like a mall people are buying boots they're buying furniture yeah. they're buying flooring i mean it's they're they're buying a jet. They're buying a boat. Insurance. I mean, they're buying insurance. <laughs> and I like Dairy Queen. <laughs> and we had Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, if you get a chance ever, you got to come to Omaha to the Berkshire Hathaway Annual set, annual uh, Shareholder Meeting. So we thank you for joining us today on What's Your Ceiling, where we focus on your health, family, and business. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you for listening to What's Your Ceiling. We hope this episode has helped you transform the way you think understand your awareness, has given you new ideas, and has provided you a new perspective on how to push through your ceiling. Please take in a second to give us a thumbs up. Each review helps us impact more people just like you making a difference in this world. See you next week on What's Your Ceiling?